I shared this with our Kayla class in, in Ecclesiastics. When you get a chance, go and read it. Write it down right now if you would. But in Ecclesiastics chapter number 11, 1 through 3, the Lord says that we should have 7 to 8 streams of revenue coming in. For we know not what tomorrow holds. For tomorrow holds disaster. So what am I saying to you this morning by the Spirit of God? Prepare yourselves. For you don't know what tomorrow holds. And he says prepare at least seven to eight ways to sustain you through the time of famine. Begin to prepare for this time that's coming. So that the way of the Lord shall be made. In Jesus name. Amen. Can we clap our hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Well bless the Lord church. I say bless the Lord. Amen. Come on give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm I'm super duper excited. Amen. Because it's been a whole month since I stood in this spot. Hallelujah. I hadn't preached in a whole month. So I want to give honor to all of our clergy, our ministers and pastors who have stood in my stead uh, as I took a a minor sabbatical throughout the month. But I'm glad to be here today, y'all. Hallelujah. I'm excited. So if I run off of this platform, just get out the way. Boom, get out the way, get out the way. Boom. Amen. So I'm going to give you what the Lord has given, has, has been brewing in my spirit. Grab your Bibles all over the place for all of our first time, second time, reoccurring guests. We thank God for you being here today. For those of you online, we thank you for tuning in with us. I pray something that was sung and something that may be said today will impact your life in a major way. I said something sung or said would impact your life in a major way. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's go to work this morning. I want to give you this one truth off top that you have to know. You have to know this. Because hear this, you cannot approach spiritual things with a natural mind. So whenever you're uh, approaching spiritual things, being i.e. the word of God, you have to get out of your carnality. You cannot think in your own logic or even your own mind. Because your mind will fight the truth of God. I'll, I'll say it again. Your mind will wrestle with God when God begins to speak truth to you. You'll begin to recall what the doctor said when God says you're healed. You'll be like, yeah, but I got these aches and these pains and there's this growth in, in my liver and, and, and I'm dying. Your logical mind will fight with the truth. God will tell you, I got you. (laughs) I will never leave you nor forsake you. Why has everybody abandoned me? I'm here all alone and nobody loves me. You begin to think, I have no provision. My life will be about to be turned off. I'm about to be evicted. And then you'll be wrestling with God when God says, I've been been young and I've been old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Your mind will wrestle with God. Ask Jacob all night long. Jacob wrestling with the angel of the Lord. Because God came to change his name. But he wrestling. Trying to hold on to the old hymn. Look at your neighbor and say let it go baby. Just let it go. 
it, it, it's just like that old fella, eight, old fella, 80 years old, still rocking the Jericho and skinny jeans. Let it go. Let it go. It's kind of like Stevie Wonder. You know, go ahead and let it go. Cut it all off, Stevie. Cut it off. Cut it off. Just let it go. I'm trying. I'm trying. Your mind will wrestle with God. And that's one battle you ought to be delighted to lose. one battle you ought to rejoice in defeat God I lose to you every time God I, I concede to you every time God I relent to you every time God you have the victory hallelujah I feel the Holy Ghost so here's the truth the word of God in my mouth will accomplish what God intended <laughs> the word of God in my mouth would accomplish what God intended. That's the truth the devil don't want you to know. Now notice what it said. Read it. It is not my word, but the word of God in my mouth will accomplish what God intended. So when I speak his word and I send out his word, his word will go forth and accomplish everything that it intended to accomplish. And watch, it won't return back to him void. Tell your neighbor, fill your mouth with God's word. Tell your neighbor, again, fill your mouth with God's word. See, y'all been eating bun buns and, and, and Twinkies and ding-dongs. You've been feeding your mouth, filling your mouth with all kind of stuff, but not the word of God. You've been on CNN, Fox News, CNN, SBN, and all these other ends out there. And you've been feeding yourself with the world's word, but you haven't been feeding yourself with the word of God. And you're wondering why you're struggling. Hallelujah. The word of God in my mouth will accomplish what God intended. Grab your Bibles, Revelation chapter number three. I know y'all scared of that. Chapter number three, verse number seven. Jump over to first King chapter 17 and one. Hold your finger in Revelation chapter number three, verse seven and dance over to first Kings chapter number 17 and verse number one. Amen. Don't dance by yourself. Find a partner. Let's make our faith declaration, if we would, this morning, all over the place. If you would, recite after me, repeat after me. Today, I'll be taught the word of God. My spirit is ready, and my mind is sharp. I believe the word. The word is truth. It is without error. I believe what the word says. I can have what it says I can have. I can be what it says I can be. I believe what the word says about me. I am redeemed. I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I am healed. No sickness nor disease shall come near my home. I'm more than a conqueror. I am rich. Wealth and riches shall be in my house. Come on, declare that again. Wealth and riches shall be in my house.
Come on, talk to your neighbor for a second. Say, wealth and riches shall be in your house. Come on, prophesy that with your other neighbor. Say, wealth and riches shall be in your house. Shall I'm blessed to be a blessing? My marriage is blessed. My children is blessed. My church is blessed. Now shout, I'm blessed. Now say amen if you would. And amen. First Kings chapter number 17, verse number one, we'll come back to Revelation. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilad said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years. I love this last verse. Except at my word. The, Satan has hoodwinked you to think that you have no power. That's why he tries so hard to get you disconnected from the things of God because he knows the moment you connect with God, it's like a plug in a socket. It's power. It, so he tries to keep you disconnected because he don't want you to know except that my word. You got power. Watch. Heaven shut up. Locked up rain for three years at a man's word. <laughs> heaven shut down the water factory at one man's word. Y'all ain't ready for me this morning. Here it is. God will back you, will back what you say when you say what God said. Ooh. I feel something right there. God will back what you say when you say what God said. Look at your neighbor and say, just say what God said. Uh, if you would talk to your neighbor again for me a second, and, and, and I want you just to tell them until your mouth learns to speak in faith, shut up. Go ahead, and, go ahead and apologize to him right fast. Tell him you're sorry, but you're not sorry. Amen. Okay, Revelation chapter number 3, verse number 7. Let's move. It says, to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. When he opens, no one can shut. And when he shuts, no one. Somebody shout, no one. No one can open. Father, now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the power that you have given us. It's not our power, it's your power. It's on delegation. You delegated it unto us. It's not in our strength, but by your strength. It is not by our fruition, God, but it's by your will. It is not by our might nor our power, nor our might, but it's by your spirit, says the Lord. So, Father, we thank you today. 
God, we give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Before you see this, slap high five with somebody if you would and just tell them simply, shut up. Hallelujah. Some of y'all standing like y'all ready to fight. Go and sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sat down, sat down, sat down, sat down, sat down. This, this phrase, shut up, can be used in many connotations. Shut up could be an offensive verbiage that you use to somebody when they have offended you or you are bothered by what they are saying. Uh, I don't know if you ever used it or if it's ever been used to get you, but have you ever said something that was unpleasing and somebody told you to shut up? We have to learn how to use this type of vernacular, especially when the enemy is plaguing our minds, telling us contrary things to the word of God. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself, even when you ain't got nobody to talk to. Sometimes you got to tell yourself, shut up. Just the other day, my, my heart began to race, and I had that experience in the past where my heart was beating so fast, it was beating, 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 like so. And the devil said, I got you, I'm taking you out. I said, shut up. Shut up. I'm in a house all by myself. Shut up. I got verbally out loud, rebuked my own words. My own thoughts. Shut up. And that's how we have to be with the enemy because the enemy will come and tell you things that are contrary to the faith. Oh, watch this. Will, con- will tell you things that are contrary to the plan, the purpose, and the will of God for your life, for your destiny, your purpose. He'll tell you you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not wise enough. You don't have enough. You ain't got enough people. You ain't got enough money. Shut up. Shut up. You ain't got no experience. Shut up. Your family is jacked up. Shut up. What do you mean I can't be a model for GQ magazine? I got three teeth in my mouth. A receding hairline. Shut up. Shut up. You got to learn how to talk to the enemy. And sometimes the enemy is your inner me. Sometimes the wrestle and the fight that you're fighting with is internal. You're going down the road and the devil telling you, pull the wheel to the right and run into that car and kill yourself. Shut up. Nobody ain't checked on you in months. Nobody called. They don't care about you. Shut up. They heard your prayer request. They know you have a need. Why won't they sow a seed to meet a need? They don't love you. Go to another church. They'll, 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 you know, they'll take care of you. Shut up. Oh, they ain't speak to me. They just pass by me. They don't like me. I wish I had some radical people that would just shout right now. Shut up. Elisha prayed and he prayed this prayer. 
Lord, shut up the heavens. And God shut it up at his word. See, this word shut up phrase could be used in a way to, to lock some things up, to shut some people up. But it also could be controlled on the other side to shut some things up from happening. It, the, the word, I, I did some study, and, and, and it's amazing too. When you get a chance, get you a concordance. Go look up the word shut. And this is going to bless. Where my Kayla 2.0 people at? And, and let me get the previous Kayla people. Shout, say something. Let the people know where you're at. I'm just saying. All right, all right. It, and let me get my past graduates of Kayla. Let me see you where you're at. Okay. All right. So when I looked up this word Kayla, the, uh, I'm sorry, this word shut, it, the, the Hebrew word of shut is K-A-L-A. Kala is the way it's pronounced in Hebrew, but it's K-A-L-A. And to shut up means to stop, to resist, or to restrain. Watch this. That's why Kayla's so powerful, because it breaks the chain of the enemy that's trying to stop you, that's trying to resist you, that's trying to shut you up. That's why Kayla's so powerful, because what it does is when you learn these tools and these principles and this power that God has bestowed, your identity in Christ, it takes what the enemy meant for evil. What the enemy tried to stop you from doing, it releases you. Oh, it blessed me so, it blessed me so. It blessed me so. So this word shut up means to stop, to restrain, to restrict. Keep you from being all that God has created you to be. I do this exercise, and I'm going to get to the word in a second. I do this exercise with couples who are going either through premarital counseling or going through problems. And what we do is we take a list of negative words. And as they take these negative words, I place them on index cards. And I will hold the card up to them and say, this is your word. Now you have to use this negative word in a positive sense. Because words have power. Oh, I got to put a disclaimer out there. These are Alexander McQueen's. I didn't pay for them. They were a gift. So don't be put me on TikTok and all of that talking about pastors spending our money on expensive shoes. I, I'm just putting it out there. I would have never paid this much for a pair of shoes. They were a gift. Somebody tell your neighbor they're a gift. They're a gift. They're a gift. Amen. Matter of fact, I struggled with wearing them this morning. So I didn't even know who Alexander McQueen was until everybody started posting about, you know, pastors wearing shoes and stuff like that. I had no idea. Anyway. Is out there now. Y'all probably never see them again. I'm going to put them in the box and hide them away. Because they don't feel good anyhow. It's kind of like them women with the red bottom shoes. Y'all want to look cute for a moment with your feet hurting? So if I trip and stumble, just delete your Instagram of me falling. Because, amen. Praise the Lord. Where was I? Shut up. Take negative words because words have power. And what Satan wants to do is give you negative words to speak. 
You have to learn how to take those negative words and flip the script. And use them for positive. Like in marriage, the word divorce. How would you use that positive? I divorce myself from the thought of ever leaving you. <laughs> so if you don't use it, use it in a way that works well. I divorce the thought of ever not loving you. I wish Lady T was here, boy. I just felt something. Hallelujah. So let's go through some PowerPoints about this word, shut up. Number one, prayer. I'm going to give them to you and expound because I don't have much time. Number one, prayer. Number two, protection and direction. Number three, provision. Number four, proclaiming. And here's the power. Number five, presence. You got them? I'll go again then. Number one, prayer. Number two, protection and direction. Number three, provision. Number four, proclaiming. And number five, presence. Amen. Y'all got them that time? Y'all ready? Number one, prayer. Somebody shout prayer. Grab Matthew chapter number six and verse number six. I'll write it down because this class today. Amen. Matthew chapter number six and verse number six. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door or better yet, shut the door. Shut up, lock up in a private place and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you open. It's the power that we need in this season that God is calling us to. He is calling us to shut up in a place and seek his face. Turn from our wicked ways and pray to the father. That he may hear from heaven and hear our land. God, God is calling us in this season, watch this, to lock ourselves up. In his presence. A season of prayer. And the church will run to church functions and events. But yet when it comes down to pray, you can't find nobody. Sunday has more attendance than the day of prayer. People want to come and get an edifying word or encourage word. Oh, I need a word from like old junkie. Come on, hit me. Give me some. Give me some. Come on, give me a fix. Then they come back next week. Come on, give me a fix. I need some more. Not knowing that the power of prayer will loose you from the addiction of wanting. Uh, I cry. Some of y'all so addicted to the atmosphere of praise and worship. Oh, I just love the worship. I'm, a, I'm addicted. You a church junkie. But when you learn how to pray, it'll free you from that addiction. Because you'll learn that the same power in the presence that you meet here on a Sunday morning, the same power in person that you meet here is the same power and presence and person you meet in prayer. Hallelujah. So now instead of you coming to get a word, you come to declare a word. Okay, okay. So when Elijah in 2 Kings chapter number 4 verse number 32 to 33 says, and when Elisha reached the house, 
there was the boy lying dead on his couch. He went in and watch, shut the door on the two of them. And what did he do? He prayed to the Lord. This is a count that the woman who had a son that Elijah had prophesied some years back, he said that the woman would be pregnant by the same time next year that he declared the word. Now watch this woman was bearing and she really wanted a child, but she couldn't have a child. But 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 this is what she did. She built Elisha a room that anytime he would travel her way, he would have a place to stay. And because of her generosity to the prophet, the man of God, he asked her the question, what do you want? Anything you want, you can have. She said, I want a child. More specifically, I want a son. And she was impregnated with a child. Years later, the child falls sick and dies in the field. And she runs to the prophet. She said, prophet, the promise you gave me has perished. What happens when God promises you a thing and the thing he promises you perishes? God promises you a building and the building uh, building falls down or it is destroyed in a hurricane or a flood comes and it wipes it out. Well, God, you promised it to me. Why did you take it away? God promised you a business. That business doesn't get off the ground. What do you do when the promise that God gives perishes? Can I give you a helpful holy hint? Go back to the one who gave the promise. (laughs) This woman went back to Elijah and said, Elijah, listen, the son that you prophesied, the son that you promised me by the word of the Lord is now dead. I'm coming back to you again because you said it. And by you saying it, it was settled and manifest, but now it's gone. So what you going to do about it? I said, well, hold on. I'm, I got you covered. Since his servant delayed the staff on him, that ha- didn't happen. So Elisha goes himself, lays down. First, he shuts himself up in the room with just him and the boy. And he begins to lay himself prostrate over the boy. The boy breathes, coughs. He coughs seven times, and life comes back into his body. That's what prayer do. Tell your neighbor, that's what prayer would do. Uh, number two, we're moving fastly. Uh, number two is protection. Write this down, Isaiah chapter number 26, verse number 20. Go, my people, into your rooms and shut the doors behind you. Hide yourselves for a little while until the wrath has passed by. God wants to protect you. But he says you got to lock yourself up. Got to shut the door so the wrath can pass over you. Number three. In the precious blood of the Lamb. I'm good. Amen. Oh, you're just going to. Put me in C flat. <laughs> provision, number three, provision. Uh, 2 Kings chapter number four, verse 44. 
It says, when he set it before them and they ate and had some left over according to the word of God. God wants to make provision for your life. He wants to make provision for your life. There was a woman who had a little cruise of oil and the prophet comes to her and he says, take this oil and your boys and the barrels that you have borrowed from your neighbors. Go lock yourself up in the house. Pour these little crews into these vessels and these jars and keep pouring until, watch this, not till you run out of oil, but keep pouring until you run out of vessels. So he says, keep pouring this into all of them. Bring that basket, put it right there. Bring all of them. Move expeditiously. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on. Thank you, Mike. Hallelujah. Take that one out of Mike. Put it right there. Now watch. One vessel, one jar. No, take this one out of that basket and put it next to it. There you go. Amen. Thanks. There's, there's one bottle of oil. A small bottle. But he says, keep pouring this small measure into all of the measures of the vessels that you have borrowed. Now, logically thinking, remember I start off by telling you, you cannot approach spiritual things with a natural mind. So your natural mind would say, there's no way possible that this little bit of oil can fill all of these vessels. So he tells the woman, I know somebody getting excited right there. He tells the woman, he says, I need you to keep pouring in faith. Shut up. Lock yourselves in where nobody else can come in and doubt your faith. Because people will come and tell you, that's not possible. That's illogical. How can that happen? That defies physics. That is not, that's, that goes against science. That, there's mass and there's matter. There's time and there's space. There's all of those things. And there's no way possible that this little bit of all can fill all those vessels. So he says, go shut yourself up, lock yourself away, watch this, so you can get people out of your ear. Oh, I want to declare to somebody today, you need to tell some people who've been yak, yak, yakking in your ear, shut up. Some people who've been coming to you, telling you that no, that ain't God, you miss God, no, that, shut up. He says, lock up. And as she began to pour, he says, pour, not until you run out of this, but until you run out of them. Can I give you another helpful holy hint? Your blessing is tied to your preparation. Let me say it a more eloquent way. Your blessing is in proportion to your preparation. The more you prepare for it, the more you can receive. The more you prepare for, the more you can receive. So watch this. You may have a little bit of seed, but prepare a lot of vessels. Y'all missed that. I ain't got much, but yeah, I, I'm going to prepare for the big harvest. I'm, I'm making, pre- tell your neighbor, I'm making preparation. I'm making, I need to borrow some vessels. I need to borrow, can I get your, is, who purse is this? I need some, I need some vessels. I ain't got a whole lot of seed. But if I got to go and borrow some vessels, I need some more vessels. I, I ain't got a whole lot. I feel like preaching right now. I ain't got a whole lot of, but I know some people will let me borrow some stuff. Because I'm making preparation for the harvest. I need some more rest. Can I get... I, I'm getting ready. I'm get, some of y'all catching hold of this. I'm getting ready. 
I'm getting ready. Because watch this. Because as God fills the vessels, eventually, the vessel got to go back to who it borrowed from. I'm trying to get some people in faith right now. You got a wallet. It's in the bag. That's your bag. There you go. I'm trying to get some people. There it is. I'm trying to get some people who understand. If you help me prepare. And if you help me get ready. So I can say what little I have. In my preparation to receive. Some of y'all missing it. Some of y'all, I promise you, you don't want God to do nothing for you in this new year. I promise you, you don't want God to bless you. I'm trying to get you to your blood face. Uh, I'm just saying. See, logic will tell you right now, that's foolish. Logic will tell you right now, that that's hype. He's trying to get us hyped up. Some of y'all right now think, oh man, that's foolishness. Don't take your natural mind into a spiritual battle. Don't take your natural mind to a fight that you can't win unless you come by faith. I am not moved by what I see, but I'm only moved by what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says if you take your middle, if you take your middle, if you take your little, because if you prepare for much, you receive much. But if you prepare for little, then you're going to receive little. I feel like taking these shoes off, y'all. <laughs> Good God Almighty. I'm just saying, I don't know who this is for this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Put it hard. There we go. Whoa. I'm just saying, what? I feel like anointing every last one of these. How much time we got? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Increase, overflow, increase, overflow. More than enough. More than enough. More. More, more, more. More than enough. More than enough. More than enough. Hallelujah. Till your cup overflow. That's so it runs over more than enough. You just gonna sit here, eh? Amen. Just fill it up. Fill it up. Fill it up. Fill it up. Fill it up, Lord. Fill it up. Fill it up. Fill it up. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Fill it up, Lord. Fill it up. Fill it up. Fill it. Vessels, God, to be filled of your glory. Feel, feel, feel. In the name of Jesus. So look. Protection. Provision. Y'all can stay right there. Don't go nowhere. Protection. Then he set it before them and they ate. He gave provision. That's supposed to be provision, not protection. Uh, number four, proclaiming. Y'all wrote that down, Proclaiming. Jeremiah chapter 20 verse number 9 says, But if I say I will not mention his name or speak any more in his name, his word is in my heart like fire. Y'all know it like this in the King James. It's like fire. Shut up in my bones. <laughs> Jeremiah was saying this, that because he was proclaiming the name of the Lord, 
that he was receiving all kind of persecution and ridicule. Jeremiah said, listen, I can't preach no more. Because every time I go to preach, people come at me. So I won't proclaim his name never again. But he says every time I decide not to do so, it's like fire. Every time the enemy try to shut my mouth and declare the goodness of the Lord, it's like fire in my bones. I go to the job and they say, you can't preach, you can't teach, you can't pray, you can't live like fire. In my bones. You go to school and they say, you can't bring a Bible, it's like fire. In my bones. I got to proclaim his name. I got to proclaim his name. Hallelujah. And then watch this, the last one, number five, and I'm done. John chapter 20, verse number 19. It says, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, the door was shut and locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. They were locked up, shut up in one place, and Jesus showed up and said, peace be with you. What happens when you are locked up the presence shows up. This is a declaration of some of you today. You need to turn your TV off. You need to cancel your social media account. You need to turn the radio off so you can get in the presence of the Lord. Some of you trying to get a word from Facebook instead of getting a word from the book. So some of you, this this. That's your morning devotion. What Facebook got to say. Then you go on back retweeting what Facebook had to say. Instead of you stating what God said. It's the presence that's going to keep you. It's the presence that's going to keep you. All standing, if you would, all over this place. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, here's your moment. Y'all stay and work the altar. Y'all here now. Where the rest of the intercessors come with them, stand with them. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you just came in for the 1115 service. And you missed the whole word. But here's the word for you. He's waiting on you. If you just walked in and you expecting the word, there's your word. He's waiting on you. He's speaking to you right now. If you're here, you don't know Jesus and part of your sins. Today is the best day to do it. Choose ye this day. Whom you shall serve. It's the best day to do it. Guess what y'all. Every day is the best day. But choose this day. So if you don't know him. This is your moment. Maybe you're backslidden. You strayed. Went away. Done some things. That you knew you should not. Knew that you should not be doing. You're struggling. And the guilt and the condemnation is reeling your mind. Because you know better. And you should do better. But you don't. You know they're praying for you. You know they're calling you and keeping you. But yet, you keep finding yourself as Paul. The things you want to do, you find yourself not doing. And the things you don't want to do, you find yourself doing. That's you backslidden. God is calling you in this moment. If that's you today, expeditiously, real quickly, put your hands in the air. I see you, sir. I see you. I see you. I believe there's others. I see you. I see you. Come on, meet us at this altar. Come on, move, move quick. 
I got a blessing for you. Come on, move quick. There's a blessing in your movement. There's a blessing in your movement. Come on, move, move, move. Anybody else want to fall in line with them? Come, 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 come. Oh, what they gonna think about me? What they gonna do? Who cares? Tell them, shut up. If your mind is telling you right now that you're right and you don't need to move, shut up. Your head may be telling you right now it's not needed. Shut up. Come, come, come. Come. Anyone else want to come make a decision today? Make it now. Come, yes. Come on, talk to you and say, shut up, shut up, shut up. And let the word of the Lord speak to your heart. Let the word of the Lord speak to your heart. Let the word of the Lord speak to your heart. Let the word of the Lord speak to your heart now. Let the spirit of God move you. Come, come, come. Come, come, come. Who else would say, that's me today? I need his presence in my life. I need him now. I need him now. I need him more than the air I breathe. I need him now. I need him more than the nourishment of food and drink. I need him now. Come, come, come. 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 If you've fallen short in your relationship with him, you're struggling with your relationship. It's hard to pray. It's hard to read your word. Come. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come. Mountain you won't climb up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you won't get down. Lie, you won't tear down. Coming after me. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, you're coming after me. Hush, I'm bullshit. There's no lie you won't get up, lie you won't tear down, you're coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, you're coming after me. There's no wrong you won't kick down Why you won't tear down You're coming after me There's no sound you won't hide up Now she won't climb up You're coming after me There's no wrong you won't kick down Why you won't tear down You're coming after me all over this place, those of you remaining in your seats. I declare over your mind right now, peace over your thoughts. Every troubled thought, every word contra- every word curse sp- spoken over your life is canceled now in the name of Jesus. Every thought that would exalt itself above the knowledge of Christ, we pull it down and tear it down now in the name of Jesus. 
declare the mind of Christ, the thoughts of God, run rapid through your mind, that you would think on these things, things that are peaceable, things that are kind, things that are lovable, things that are, yes, those are your thoughts. In the name of Jesus. God, we bless these, your people now, in the name of Jesus. If you're here today, hands down. If you're here today and you don't have a church home, and God is calling you to this place, you felt it. Deny your flesh now and obey God. If that's you today, put your hand up. Need a church home. If that's you today, lift your hand. I see you. I see you. Need a church home. Need connection. God is calling you to a place of connectivity. If that's you today, I see you. Come on, clap your hands for them. Are there any others today? God is calling you. Listen, God is calling you to a place of connectivity. Make a connection today. If that's you today, lift your hand. Thank you, Father. God will give you praise. God will give you glory. And God, we honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, clap your hands real loud. Give God some praise. So I speak God's blessings over your life. If you would for me, for those of you who are for the 915, I know 1115 already in the building. Amen. 915, if you would, would you exit out of the side doors, if you would, today? As we make room and space for our 1115 service, stop high five with your neighbor on the way out. Remind them to shut up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.